Welcome to episode three of Caucasus Talk, your source for culture, history, and tourism in the North Caucasus Mountains of Russia. I'm Andrew. I'm Eli. Andrew, I'm going to have to stop you right there. Stop me. You said Caucasus Talk. Oh. And it's only episode three. I, that was like subliminal. It's, it's written, Caucasus Talk. It is written. See, this is what we want to happen with you. We, we purposely misspelled it. And purposely, he actually meant to do that. He did. So that you would be thinking Caucasus. Yes, good save. Mm. Caucasus Talk, your source for the North Caucasus. That's right. Of Russia. Hey, so I have a couple of corrections from my last podcast. You'll notice that in the show notes, there's going to be a section of errata, which sounds like it could be a naughty word. It just means errors. It's Latin, and it's what newspapers use when they go and they like correct their mistakes from the former hmm. um, issue. But normally, it's like we made said plural thes instead of the or something. Or it's, not, it's usually factual. Our errata section is going to be is hearty is full-fledged because we're making... Very hearty errata. All right, tell me about them. Okay, so I mentioned that lake in Chechnya. It's the largest lake in the North Caucasus, uh, the highest lake. The name of it is Lake Kezenoyam. Kezenoyam. Well, now I know. Yes, now you know. I needed to know that. I was embarrassed I didn't know that. Like, if there's something called a noyam and you kiss it, it's like you kiss a noyam. But it is a... I probably won't forget that now. Yeah, annoyam. We're going to make you remember lots of random words with saying them our not clever, the correct way. Our clever ways. And I talked about the history of, when was that castle, that fortress in Derbent? 5,000 years ago. Okay. <laughs> Little confusion. The castle was built in the 6th century, the like fortress. But there's debate about when Derbent was founded, the actual city. All right. The locals would all say 5,000 years ago. The official, like, what it says here in Russia is 2,000 years ago. That's the, for the, for the fortress? No, for the city. So the fortress for the city. was 6th century. So the fortress you're looking at over 1,500 years ago. Okay. But, yeah. So I got the city and the, and the fortress confused. All right. So that's that. And I was, we also mentioned the Tabasaran language. Um that it was in the Guinness World Book of Records. Yeah. It was really hard for me to nail that down. I looked it up, but the best I could find was in the 1990s on several different occasions, the Tabasaran language at one point was listed as the most difficult language in the world. Yes. Up in the, up in the Dagestani Caucasus Mountains. At another point, it was listed as the third most difficult. One thing specific about it is it has 62 different cases. Hey! Oh, ca- no, no, no. Cases. Cases? In Russian, that's padeji, which there's six cases in Russian. There are 60, because I thought there were 62 consonants. Cases. So we don't even have those in English, right? Well, no, we have them. They just, they exist, but nothing, they're, um, it's a moot point because nothing changes. So a case, a case is when the word that you're using a verb on, the verb that you use changes the, 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 Either the noun or the pronoun. So, yes, or for example, both, or the adjective. Yeah, the like, ending that changes the endings. In English, you would say "I eat mm, seaweed." Yes, or you might not say that. But if you were to say that, you don't change the word "seaweed" because you eat it, right? That's right. Or um, I, I took the seaweed. I took seaweed to work, or I threw seaweed into my 
um, sushi. suitcase. Did, we, did you say suitcase? Sushi. Oh, Close. sushi. <laughs> so in, for us, we're always just saying seaweed, 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 seaweed. But every time you do it differently That's right. in, in Russian, oh, there's six different ways to, to change the word seaweed depending on what you're doing to it. Yeah, and that's like- That's a case. That's basically the hardest thing for foreigners to learn in the Russian language, those cases. And you want me to believe that Tabas Soran has 62 62 cases. cases. That's, that's brutal. Now, this is the section we're supposed all, to be fixing they, the errors. I feel like that is stretching my belief, but I believe yeah, you. That was, let's just move on from that. That was kind of a random way to start a podcast. Well, I have my own error real quick. Oh. Yeah, I said there were something like- um, 200 peaks over 3,000 meters. Mm-hmm. And then I said 3,000 meters equals 12,000 feet, which is extremely sloppy math because that, a meter totally. is like a little more than three feet. So three times three is 9,000. Here's the, here's the real thing about the, about the mountains. Feet. All right. There are over 200 peaks over 4,000 meters, which is about 13,120 feet. Okay. So 200 peaks over 13,000 feet and 30 peaks over 4,500 meters, which is 14,700 feet. Wow. So. A lot of numbers. That's, that's their errata. Lots of high mountains, basically. Yeah, that's sort of the point. Yeah. Hey, so let's just pick up where we left off the last podcast. Uh, We're right in the middle of a mini series to start out to help you, our listeners understand better. What is the North Caucasus? What is this region? Um, and so our main three things we're talking about is the culture, the history and tourism. And specifically with tourism, we're helping you understand the land and what, what actually exists here. So last podcast, we talked about Dagestan, Chechnya and Ingushetia. Those are the three easternmost republics in the North Caucasus. And we finished with Ingushetia. And now today we're going to move on to the next four republics. So right south of Ingushetia is North Ossetia. North Ossetia, south of Ingushetia. It's confusing. Got it. Yeah. I like, I'm from North Carolina and people always ask me, oh, you're in the North. No, it's in the South, but it's North Carolina. There is a South Ossetia, uh, which is not, um, considered a part of the of russia proper Mm -hmm. so we're only going to talk about north ossetia um but uh north ossetia again absolutely gorgeous north ossetia is like right there in the mountains of the caucasus and the north ossetia borders georgia the only way to get to georgia the country of georgia uh not atlanta georgia we're talking about (laughs) the country georgia which could be considered its own aren't there aren't there secessionists in in Georgia, the state. I thought I read some about it. Like Georgia wanted to like secede from the United States. We'll talk about that. That's no possible. politics. That's possible. There, we cannot. No we Russian not going or American there. politics. Or American. Yeah. Definitely not. <laughs> okay. So the only road to get to Georgia from Russia is through North Ossetia. And it's called the Georgian Military Highway. And they carve that thing out of just stone. It is So you beautiful. can drive from Russia through down to Georgia. Yep, we've and done it. Just on this one road. Yes. Like the rest is literally impassable. Yeah, and like literally there's just these huge rock walls surrounding yeah. you on both sides. It it's gorgeous, especially going down the mountains into Georgia. Especially Breaks Vale. It's just like that ride. But <laughs> let's hope that doesn't happen. Uh yeah, but so Assetia is right there uh on the border with Georgia and a unique thing about Assetia, this isn't about geography, but they're the only 
uh, republic that Islam is not the official religion. Right. Um, right. Again, this is a lot of history here, but uh, Assetia has historically a mix of Christianity and paganism as the official religion. And paganism, not in a pejorative sense, but just in terms of non-Christian religion. It's alive and well there, isn't it? Yes, like I mean, many, are... many different kinds of gods yeah. and yeah, beliefs. So we're we're like, that's that's otherworldly. Yes. Or, you know, I mean, I guess we have, let's not go into paganism yeah, in America. But it's, but... it's very unique yeah. in, in the landscape of the Caucasus. Uh, yeah, it's, there's six of the republics are primarily Muslim. Uh, and this republic has more like Christian and pagan roots. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's North Ossetia. All right. Right north of North Ossetia is... We're coming into the compound. I just want to warn you. We're coming into the compound names. Don't be frightened. These places, you, you can pronounce them. You will, you will get it. Let's hear it. Kabardina, Balkaria. Kabardina, Balkaria. Kabardina, like Dash. Kabardina. Kabardina. <laughs> Balkaria. That's right. Kabardina dash Balkaria. There's a ball. There's a car. There's a bark. Kabardina. No, I got that wrong. Uh, we'll figure. We'll figure out some. Kabardina Balkaria. And that. Um, this is where Mount Elbrus is. Uh, oh. This is the largest mountain Elbrus. in Europe. Um, Kabardina Balkaria. That name. Uh, is referring to two specific distinct ethnic groups. I got it. Got I it. got it. I'm going to go there. Go there. Kabardines. Kabardines the, or Kabardians I've heard in English, ooh. but in Russian we say Kabardine. Kabardians. Anyway, and Balkars. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so interestingly, historically, these peoples did not live together. You know, especially when you look at the land of the Caucasus, borders have been redrawn over time. Mm-hmm. But right now, and since... Since probably World War II, I guess you could say, or since definitely since the 20th century, Kabardina Balkaria has been a specific that's been the border and who's lived there. So, what, um, what takes us? Well, you said Elbrus. Yeah. Now, is Elbrus the kind of thing that you have to just like see from a distance and it sort of blends in with all the other mountains and you'll never really get close to it? Can you, can you feel the pitch here? You can get, <laughs> you can get up close and personal with Elbrus. Uh, so, you know, we live in the city of Pitigorsk, which we're going to talk about this region. Uh, but from Pitigorsk, we live a, a little over three hours away, three-hour drive from Elbrus. And the whole Caucasus range is visible, but Elbrus, I mean... Literally towers. It towers above everything else. It's a behemoth. Yeah, it's, it's, honestly, it kind of looks like a camel's back. It's got two humps. It's a unique, it's a twin peaked mountain. Yes. And they're both right up there. Um, and it, it's, it's like this big slumbering giant. I mean, it's got these gentle slopes. I mean, gentle from a distance. Yes. It's not, you know, we're not talking K2 here. And I don't know about, you know, m- many of us are not hardcore mountaineers. And so we think, okay, that's for, but this is actually very accessible. Yeah. It can be hiked. Can, can you take a vehicle to the top? Not like a car, but like a snowmobile. I think it's doable. Or they're they're like cats or something. You know those big snow cats that there are definitely helicopter tours. Uh huh. I would have to confirm okay. on the the vehicles, but it's accessible. Yeah, and I we I have friends who have climbed it. Um, you know, you have to acclimatize for a couple of days at base camp. So high, but um, and usually from base camp, from what I've been told, it's like an eight hour hike up leaving around 3 a.m. or something and like a six-hour hike down or something. Let's do it. Take yeah. me there. Um, so 
Elbrus is, this is kind of the primary attraction for foreigners to the North Caucasus. They come to climb Elbrus. Um, So absolutely gorgeous. Um, Let's see, Kabardina, Bulkaria. So this is where one of the main ski resorts is Uh in Russia at at Elbrus. Um, And they got a pretty long ski season. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Maybe six months long. Oh, yeah. Yeah, skiing, snowboarding. Uh, in Kabardino Balkaria, there's lots of touristy things to do, paragliding, lots of beautiful caves and waterfalls. Um, we we did recently a two-day trek out in the middle of nowhere, and, I mean, it's just beautiful. So if you're into the lowlands, woods, hiking, camping, you can do all that? Yeah, yeah. Kabardino Balkaria is kind of one of those tourist, big tourist attractions here in the North Caucasus. I mean, this is stuff I wish I'd known before I packed and came. I would have brought my tent. Yes. Maybe. You can do it all here. Um, so that's Cabardino Bolcoria. Um, all right. Now we're going to take a break from the republics and we're going to come to our region where we live. And we're right north of Cabardino Bolcoria. This is the, it's called in Russian Kavmin Vodi region, the Caucasus Mineral Waters region in English. Meaning that pretty much everywhere you turn around here in our city, there's some water gurgling from the ground that That's right. someone swears will heal some illness. That's right. So this region where we live, the Caucasus Mineral, Mineral Waters region, uh, there are lots of natural hot springs like, all like over mountains. Literally and- walk up, like park the car, get out of the taxi, walk over to the edge of the street, and there's... Hot spring. It's coming out of the side of the mountain. You can like basically bathe in it. Uh, And there are also like lakes here with these kind of like very people are really serious that they have the healing powers. Um, So they have been for a long time. People have said that for yeah. And so this region, the KMV region or the Caucasus Mineral Mineral Waters region, there's basically four cities it's made up of: Pitigorsk, Kislovodsk. Mm -hmm. Zelenovsk and Essentuki. Uh-huh. And these are all really close. These cities became famous during the Soviet Union during the 19th century. Lots of uh they would say the like Soviet elites came down to vacation uh in this region for their like health benefits. The mountains are beautiful. You've got the mineral waters. And we've got to get into sanatoriums later because they are yes. a, a beast unto themselves. But we're not talking like you read my mind. a two-week vacation, which, you know, that's kind of what we do in the States. You take your two weeks and try and max out the weekends. Th- they would come for like a month or months. That's right. And they would get these treatments of water. I mean, you would come to take the waters. Yeah, like we're talking mud baths oh, yeah. and... I don't even know what all that other stuff is. Eye patches. Andrew, I think we're going to have to send eyes. you to a sanatorium. I would do that. On behalf of the podcast, because we need an insider's view. We can't just hear about this from the outside. I, I really want to do it. <laughs> uh, so, and today, so this is really interesting. You know, in America, we don't really have these all-inclusive resorts. Uh, Except for Disney. You know, okay, Disney is, But yes. they, they don't do mud baths. Disney is Disney. They don't do mud baths. Yeah. But most Americans, like, to vacation, we go to, like, Cancun or Jamaica or the Caribbean, Bahamas. Um, in Russia, many Russians go to these like basically health resorts, sanatorium. The best way to say it in English would be health resort. Mm-hmm. And they'll be there three weeks to a month and they'll have like a health treatment plan. It's all inclusive with the food. Wow. They'll do tours around the region. Um, but yeah. And still today, like our city, Pitygorsk and these other cities, like this is right now it's June. This is vacation season to the health resorts. 
So yeah, this, this is a very unique uh, part of the Caucasus mineral waters region. And they're all of the famous, like, you know, in America, we don't really drink the gas water. <laughs> we drink still water. It means bubbly water. Yeah. It's, that sounds so weird. It's America. big here. Gas water. It, it, yeah, but you know, gas, yeah, gas water. And you know, when I first bubbly. moved uh, to like Eastern Europe and Russia, Ukraine area, I could not stand it. But it's really grown on me. And it's not just seltzer where they, like a machine pumps CO2 into water. These are all like mineral, naturally yes. effervescent, bubbly water. So they all have different tastes. I mean, I went to a doctor and she prescribed a certain mineral water that I buy at the grocery store mm. as part of my, it was like a mini sanatorium experience. It's wow. like, take some drugs, drink this intensive chamomile, and then drink number four. It's like not number 17. And she almost fell. She's like, not 17. <laughs> too strong. Good, Eli. It's good joking in Russian. <laughs> I know. I, was, I didn't well, realize. She didn't think it was funny. It was scare her. <laughs> yeah. So very unique part to, of the region where we live. Um, yeah, so that's the Caucasus Mineral Waters region. It's considered a part of the Caucasus, but borders the actual Caucasus republics. So, so on one side of us is like real Russia, on the other side of us is real Caucasus. That's right. right. And if you want to, most people who come to visit this region, they fly into the airport here in uh, Mineral Waters, or the airport code is, code is MRV, but that's our airport. It's 25 minutes away. If you fly down here to visit us, you'll fly into that airport. Perfect. Yeah. All right. So we've been through five republics, Dagestan, Chechnya, Ingushetia, North Ossetia, Kabardino-Balkoria. That's a dash in between Kabardino-Balkoria. And then the Caucasus Mineral Waters region. Sixth republic to the west of Kabardino-Balkoria is, you know it? I can't remember. Karachai. Uh, Karachai. In my English, Karachai, Cherkessia. But in Russian, Karachai, Cherkessia. Uh, So again, this is just like Kabardino-Balkoria. Two distinct peoples, the Karachai, who are actually very close. They're like brother peoples with the Balkar. Mm-hmm. Just like English and Chechen are together with their language and culture, Karachai and Balkar are together with their language and culture, but they're separated by the mountains. Right. And Cherkessia, the Cherkess people. In English, we say the Circassians. The Circassians, or it looks like Circassian. It's got a bunch of S's in there. That's right. Circassian. But in Russian, it's Cherkessi. Cherkessi. Yeah, so... The Cherkessi, the Circassian people are the Kabardin people, the Cherkess people, and the Adige people. But in English, we just say Circassians or Circassians, or you could say the Adige people, which is the Seventh Republic. We haven't even gotten there yet. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that Republic. This also is one of the big tourist uh, draws in the North Caucasus. Probably the two big republics that get the most tourists are Kabardino Balkaria with the Elbrus region and Karachai Cherkessia. What's going on in Karachai Cherkessia? That's right. Karachai Cherkessia. Just feel free, guys. Just say Karachai. It's all right. It's like, yeah, care of chai. Yes. I take care of chai. Uh, So there are two big ski resorts in this region, and they're really famous in Russia. One is called Dumbai. Dumbai. And have you skied there? I've skied in Dumbai. Okay, I've skied there. And I've skied at Arhiz. Okay. Is that... Also in? Yes, so yes. Arhis and Dumbai. These are two ski resorts in Russia, both in Karachai, Cherkessia. Completely different from one another, both great in their own ways. Now, so we, I'm sure we, we'll do Dumbai. I mean, yes. it's, a, it's sort of a, an ecosystem unto itself. Okay. I mean, the, the, the ski resort, it's old school. Yeah. So every chairlift is owned by a different family, literally. 
I mean, it's not, we're not talking like... There are lots of chairlifts. And they're all different. And, yes. And so it's kind of a maze of... It's just got a lot of character, let's put it that way. It's beautiful. It's basically the end of this road back to it, this little nook in the mountains. Absolutely gorgeous. But I'm asking myself, okay, if I'm not a skier, snowboarder, is there any reason to go there? What about the off-season? I would say absolutely. Okay, imagine a package... You know Ricola? You know, this, we're talking Swiss Ricola. here. Ricola. You're right. It's the Swiss cough drops, and you've got the dudes with, the, like, Alpenhorns out in the yes. meadows, okay? It just increase the height of the mountains. Uh. And in the summertime, you've got Dumbai. You've got wildflower meadows. You've got hiking, yes. mountain biking. You've got lakes. Um, and we're going to try and get there at the end of this summer because we've only been in the winter. It looks... It is stunning. I mean, it is jaw-dropping, the yes. mountains there. Yeah, that... Summer and winter, you can't go wrong with Arhiz or Dunbai. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, now you'll always associate Ricola with Dunbai. Which may, may or may not be a good thing. And I don't want to sound sales pitchy. I'm just, we, we've just spent the last year being, like, amazed, honestly. Yeah. It, it's beautiful. Absolutely, absolutely beautiful. Um, so that's Karate Cherkessia. Uh, one unique thing about Karate Cherkessia and Cabardino Balcoria is they're very famous for their horses. Their horses? Ho- horses, horse breeds. Hmm. Yeah, and so, like, if that's something you would be interested in, like, there are lots of, like, horse tours here, and they're famous for, like, their strong kind of own breeds of so horses. So they're horse people. Yeah, the, the Kabardines and the Karachai, they would both say, like, we've got the best horses. Oh. Yeah. See, that's something I want to so pursue. if that floats your boat, that is here. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's Karachai Cherkessia. And then go west of Karachai Cherkessia, the last uh, republic in the North Caucasus on the western end is Adigeya. Say that again. Adigeya. Adigeya. Yes. That's how you say it, yes. no matter what. And again, this is the Adigeya are like a brother people of the Cherkess and the Kabardines, which in English we would call them Circassians mm-hmm. or Circassians. Okay. Um, I honestly don't know a lot about Adigeya. It's probably the Republic. I haven't been there. It's the Republic I know the least about. Cheese. They've got amazing cheese. Okay. They got good. They got squeaky cheese. They got salty cheese. Wow. They make them in these bowls, these like strainers. So if you're from Wisconsin. Wisconsin. We want you to come and test their cheese. You need to get out of Wisconsin. If you listen to our last episode, you need to, you know you need a break from Wisconsin. Okay. Because there's some unwholesome things that are happening there in the wintertime. You might could say Adige is the cheese heads of Russia. <laughs> that might be going too far. Uh, but yeah, and Adigea comes up right onto the Black Sea. Oh, yeah. There are palm trees there. Yeah. I mean, we yes. are talking palm trees. Yes. <laughs> and basically, and you probably, you may have seen that in the Olympics in 2014, but I mean, it's just this really unique region of right on this, right on the beach and the mountains are right there and there's snow in the mountains you can ski on and you could go like get in the sea at the same time. Um, so, you're not even exaggerating. I mean, it sounds. I'm imagining sort of like, like swishing down, hopping off my skis, and like yeah. getting in the water. Maybe you have to take a bus, but yeah. And like, Sochi is right there. You know, Sochi's on the map now for for non-Russians. It hosted the Olympics. They're going to be hosting World Cup matches. Uh, Sochi is kind of a premier premier destination now in Russia for tourism, for skiing, for the summer, for the beach. Um, so Sochi culturally. Is more Russian mm-hmm. than uh, Caucasus, but 
it's kind of like the far western peak geographically. And I'm going to go out on a limb and just say probably it's priced a little bit like European more. The, this is the consensus. Yeah. And, you know, that's not a bad thing in and of itself, but you could visit there without basing, you know, everything there and save a ton and have, you know, in many ways, maybe much richer experience coming through some of the other republics. But we're not biased or anything. No, we're not. Except for the ways that we're biased. That's right. Yeah, so that, one, man. That's, that's the North Caucasus. And this is all like in an area the size of Florida. I mean, th- in terms of area, square huh, mileage-wise, okay. I looked it up. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's not massive, you know, laterally. It's massive vertically. That's right. And culturally, which we'll get into later. But hmm. Very cool. So uh, we're going to, of course, be having local people uh, on the show and travelers to talk more about their experiences and really to talk about the Caucasus from their perspective. This is our perspective. But hopefully that was a good overview. I loved it. I hope you learned something. I Can did. you I'm interested right now, listeners, off the top of your head, not counting Dagestan and Chechnya, because I know most people know those names. Can you say two of their republic names right now? Can you do it? If you did, tell us. How can I, they tell us? Uh email us. Yeah. At podcast at caucustalk.com. You also go to our website, caucustalk.com, C-A-U-C-A-S-T-A-L-K.com. That's right. And of course, again, we know we misspelled it, but we are hoping the misspelling helps you remember the actual way to say it, North Caucasus. That's right. Just drop the the last S and you got caucus talk. Yeah. So, hey, we're going to have show notes uh, on the website and on the podcast uh, on the episode. and. This is really important. I'm going to link a video documentary. It's one hour about the Caucasus. You guys watch this documentary. This is so worth it. It is stunning. It's very well done, professionally done. It is done in Russian, but with English subtitles. It's called The Range. The Range. And it's awesome. It, it covers basically from sea to sea, from the Caspian Sea to the Black Sea, the Caucasus Mountains geographically, and also hits some of the cultural... Uh, nuances, but this will give you a great overview. The link is too long for me to say on the podcast. Just put in the notes. But I highly, highly recommend it. It's in Russian and English, so if you if you speak some Russian and want to practice your Russian, do that, but there's English subtitles as well. Check that out. That'll give you a great overview. An hour we well, said. well worth spent. Yes. You'll want to come after you see that. That's right. Um, yeah, and again, leave us iTunes reviews. Um, if you're enjoying this podcast, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, we want this podcast to grow to as large an audience as possible so more of the world can know about the North Caucasus. Viral. We want this. We want the Caucasus to go viral. That's right. Um, I think that's it. That's all I got. Hey, thank you for listening. Uh, this was Caucus Talk, your source for culture, history, and tourism in the North Caucasus mountains of Russia. And we will see you when you get here.